From KUER News in Salt Lake City, I'm Pamela McCall. A weather system headed for Utah is packing snow, wind, and cold temperatures. The National Weather Service has issued a winter weather advisory for Salt Lake City ahead of its arrival. It kicks in at 11 tonight and is in place until 5 p.m. tomorrow. Senior meteorologist Monica Traphagen says the system will hit Salt Lake City late this evening. You'll get, you know, one to four inches in an hour or two. And you'll have the strong winds that, could, that, that will blow that snow around, further reducing visibility. Traphagen says the snow should be over before the morning commute, but some roads may not be plowed. The mountains north and south of I-80 are under winter storm warnings, with up to 20 inches of snow expected in the upper Cottonwoods. Winds could hit 60 miles per hour on exposed ridgelines. Much of Utah has declared a code blue alert for tonight and tomorrow. The alerts are issued for counties when temperatures are expected to drop to 15 degrees or below for at least two hours. That includes wind chill. They relax some guidelines at shelters and allow counties to open temporary locations to protect homeless people from the cold. Efforts to bring Major League Baseball and hockey teams to Salt Lake City could include nearly $2 billion in public money. That number has raised some eyebrows in rural and southern Utah. KUER's Sean Higgins has more. Lawmakers are considering two bills that would create a framework of tax increases to help pay for the new facilities. That has some rural Utahns wondering why so much public money should be going toward projects that don't directly benefit them. Sheep farmer and Republican gubernatorial candidate Carson Jorgensen is one of them. Right now there are people in Utah laying awake at night wondering how they're going to meet rent or how they're going to pay for groceries this next month and how they're going to afford their kids' braces. And yet the legislature says, oh, let's take another $2 billion to build something we don't really need. Senate Majority Leader Evan Vickers says he has met with concerned constituents from his district in southern Utah. He says there are safeguards to make sure the money is spent responsibly if the stadium projects fall through. There's a provision to allow for some of that uh, transgenium tax to go to EMS services for smaller counties. And I think there's some opportunity at least to try to negotiate. I will say that it would have been better to negotiate from a, a spirit of diplomacy than a spirit of uh, acrimony. Jorgensen says he'd like to see the stadium projects put up for a public referendum in November. Sean Higgins, KUER News. Law enforcement has arrested 54 people for drug dealing and use of drugs on the Jordan River Trail. The arrests were a joint multi-day effort between the Salt Lake City Police Department and seven other agencies. Police also seized more than 1,000 fentanyl pills. Law enforcement increased its presence along the Jordan River starting in October in hopes of addressing community concerns about crime. The Salt Lake City Police Department says future operations are expected. Starbucks workers held one of the biggest unionization efforts last week. That included a store in Kimball Junction here in Utah. Baristas there filed a petition to unionize with the National Labor Relations Board. Five other stores in Utah have either filed or unionized. Fenris Larson is an organizer with Starbucks United. He works at the first shop in Reno, Nevada to seek unionization. Larson says the success of unions representing workers in a variety of fields is sending a strong message. Starbucks is one of the biggest well-known name brands in the country. I can't imagine that, you know, other industries aren't looking at that and seeing that it's possible. 
The nearly 400 shops which have voted to unionize represent less than 3% of all Starbucks locations across the country. The National Park Service has chosen a new superintendent for arches and canyonlands. Lena Pace is a second-generation Park Service employee. She was a law enforcement ranger for 21 years and most recently served as the chief of the Park Service's Office of Public Trust. The superintendent of the Hovenweep and Natural Bridges National Monuments will also directly report to Pace. Her role officially begins on April 7th. You are listening to KUER News.